Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Boardwalk Times Multiverse of Marvel. I'm Julia Delbo from such websites as thedirect.com, murphysmultiverse.com, and theilluminerdy.com. I'm Troy Hill. I just like movies. And I'm Giovanni Delgadillo, a columnist at the Boardwalk Times. Today, we'll be raking down WandaVision's eighth episode, previously on, as part of our wonderful World of WandaVision series. So if you haven't watched WandaVision episode eight yet, stop listening now because there will be spoilers ahead. So we're, we were at the second last episode. Next week's the finale. How is everyone feeling about this? We got a lot of information this week. So this is the long-awaited flashback episode. I know I was waiting a long, long time to see this. And I feel like it's very fulfilling. And it even, you know, raises a few questions going into beyond this series. And obviously, this is also the most depressing episode, which I think for me at least, means a lot. Yeah, I definitely liked this episode a lot more than last episode, like I said before the podcast. Uh, last episode, I feel like didn't have a lot to offer until the very end, and then it was like, ah, ha ha we've had the surprise the whole time. Uh, but this episode was kind of just like, I enjoyed that it was digging into the character's past. I thought it was kind of cheesy, but I thought at least they're exploring these characters' psyches in an interesting way. And it did finally advance the plot a little bit. So I appreciated that. So yeah, we started this episode out with Agatha, which is fitting because we ended last episode with Agatha's big theme song that everyone's obsessed with now. We did not get another song this episode, but we did get to see her backstory um, as part of, it looked like the Salem witch trials, but it wasn't really because it was the witches putting her on trial for betraying them. And And the twist here was it was her own mother coming to kill her trying to kill her for doing something. She betrayed them in some way. I don't really think it was explained, but she did something bad. And then she, with her own power, turned their magic onto them and ended up killing them. And we got some pretty creepy shots to rival um, that scary vision one back in episode three with the dead witches on the ground. Um, What did you guys think of that? So clearly this was the first like commercial reference in the episode, which there were multiple commercial references. This was totally referencing the Yo Magic commercial. And Agatha clearly has the power to suck other witches' power. And I think that's why she wants Wanda so badly. I, I want to know what you guys think about that. Yeah, and she might want the twins as well as she was holding on to the twins. And I don't know. Well, yeah, clearly she knows their power. Because as we find out, she was controlling Pietro, or Pietro as she called him, Big Pietro. Um, so she knows what the twins are capable of as well. So she's probably wants to suck the magic out of kind of everything. And I don't know what she wants to do that. She wants to kind of control the world in some way, clearly, as she said at the end of this episode, after finding out how Wanda made Westview the way it is. But yeah, she, that's definitely one of her powers. Maybe that's her greatest power because as we see different witches have different powers, as we see with Wanda later on, which we'll be talking about later on. Yeah. I thought it was funny that the flashback episode started with a flashback. Yeah, I guess it's an interesting introduction to that character's powers. I'm not really sure where it's going to go. And Avery didn't really give any explanation. He only said that it was like, I guess they were putting her on trial for doing dark magic or something too soon. And that dark magic is what sucked all the other witches dry. Also, you would think that if you could feel your face getting wrinkly, you'd probably stop what you're doing. But the the witches were like, nah, we're going all the way. At that point, do you guys think she was manipulating them, pretending that she was helpless so she could, you know, consume all of them, including her own freaking mom? Like, I think that's what was going on. I think she was like, I'm in control. 
I don't know. It didn't seem like she was. It seemed like she was like, huh, I guess this isn't killing me. That's mighty convenient. And then her mom saw that everyone else was dead and was like, I'm going to do the exact same thing anyway. I think it'll work for me. And then it doesn't. Yeah, I think this was maybe the moment she discovered the origin of her powers and what she can do, like as we saw with Wanda later on in the episode. So from that scene, we transitioned into Agatha forcing Wanda to go back through her own past and key moments in her life. Um, And she managed to get her to do it because she has her kids kidnapped. And at that point, Wanda didn't know what was going on with her kids. She just heard them crying for help. So she went along with it. And first we were taken to Sokovia back in what I'm guessing was around like the late 90s or early 2000s based on Wanda being born in 1989 as revealed earlier in the series. And we saw her parents and her brother and they're all having this TV night. And on TV night is when they like basically learn how to speak English better. And that's, they only speak in English. They improve their English that way. And Wanda gets to pick a sitcom that she wants. And she picks an episode of the Dick Van Dyke show and it's her favorite sitcom. And they're watching that. It's all fun. And then bomb all of a sudden. I really didn't like the way they handled the whole bomb thing. They're just like, Oh, yep, we're sitting here enjoying a sitcom. And then, like, the effect they used, it was just, like, a blurring effect over Wanda sitting. It was, like, whoop, straight to black. I don't know. If they're trying to show, like, childhood trauma, those kids seemed very calm and clean after having just been literally bombed. It was also weird because the mom looks out the window before they're going to watch the sitcom, and there's, like, riots happening in the streets. It's like, when you want to try and get your kids out of that situation, it looks like they could burn down the building any minute. And we hear gunshots the entire time. So, okay, I I did, I agree. So something I found really strange is they talk about how grief-stricken they were, like, in this situation. But then you watch the kids, and they're, like, just kind of like, oh, no, we're in trouble. I was like, all right, cool. Well, geez, Pietro, how are we going to get out of this uh, this squeeze this time? So I found that weird at first. And then I'm like, oh, Wanda's used to seeing sitcoms. So she wants her life to be like that. She wants to be like, yeah, we can just get out of any situation and make it can just become fun and kind of and we can just deal with it that way. Because that's what her dad was describing the sitcom as before they watched it. Then the bomb happened. So I think that was maybe her kind of trying to escape into that world and escape that mindset. Maybe that was like a, a coping strategy. Not that she knew it was a coping strategy, but that's just how her, where her mind went to in that moment. So I think it kind of makes sense with the whole sitcom theme of the show. It's just, yeah, it is a little weird that they were just, I don't know. Cause we didn't know if it was supposed to, that we think that moment happened right after the bomb, right? Not like the two days they waited. And then it was that because the TV was still on. So yes, that was very strange. So here's what I want to know though. And this is interesting. It's kind of like adding to the lore um she apparently was stopping the bomb unintentionally with magic so they're expanding magic in this episode in more ways than one and that was something interesting is that apparently she's like subconsciously casting spells and i want to know what you guys think about that because that's huge that's new dr strange they didn't really explain that and it looks like that's where the dr strange connections are starting to come in yeah she um what the big thing that a lot of people have been reacting to is that the Mind Stone, I think it was, or whatever, I, it's the Mind Stone, right? Yes, that um, was controlling the scepter and that she ended up touching later on. Um, just kind of wasn't the one giving her her powers, but kind of activated them stronger. But they actually existed beforehand and they were manifesting themselves in like, I mean, I want to say smaller ways. She stopped a bomb, that's pretty big. But like, yeah, 
So, yes, they're definitely, they, they really wanted to, like, explain Wanda's backstory. This is the origin of the Scarlet Witch episode, so that makes sense. And I do like how they were explaining more magic. And I like how that was a nod to the commercial for episode one. So we had that in the Yo! Magic commercial. We didn't really see any other um, nods to the commercials except for Hydra and Hydra Soak. But I don't know. Like, I thought that we were going to get, like, all the commercials making sense this episode. But we didn't quite get that. So actually, I wanted to add to that because I do think the Nexus commercial was expanded on not, like, vocally. But when I started to think about it, I was like, I think what Wanda has created is going to end up being called a Nexus by Agatha. And that's exactly what's going on. I think that's exactly what's going on. And I would like to hear what you guys think about that. Yeah, probably. That makes sense. Um, I think Nexus is also something we might see more of explored in Doctor Strange too, because it is called the Multiverse of Madness. And Nexus is the point where all the universes meet, right? Yes, yes. And so that actually... I don't want to go straight to the ending just yet, but there is obviously a huge difference, deviation from the comic books at the end of this episode, which I thought was pretty neat because they're kind of making the witches a new thing in Marvel. It's like we already have what, like Asgard. So we have the Norse mythology. We have the sorcerers with Doctor Strange. We have all the science stuff and the like you know, alternate history, which we saw a bit of with the Salem Witch Trials, the Marvel edition. So there's clearly a lot that they're adding for phase four. Like this is going to be a pretty huge step forward for them um, going into some of the new projects that I'm very excited for. Before we get into that, because I do want to talk a lot about this when we get to the end, all the magic stuff and the witches and different kinds of sides of supernatural powers in the mcu um we want to talk about the next scene we've talked about the sokovia scene we've talked about the hydra scene a bit were there any other thoughts on the hydra scene where wanda gets her powers i did notice that she had the power that we've been seeing in wandavision when they're watching the sitcom outside of westview where she can just make cuts and then it picks up somewhere else so she had that power beforehand but were there any other thoughts on that scene in particular yeah i'm kind of confused by it i thought they were running experiments on people but all they were doing was just throwing a person into a room with the stone and that's that's an experiment somehow i was kind of confused by that that felt like a an awkward kind of retcon like they had never talked about how Loki's spear would just kill people who were next to it. Cause like in Avengers one, all of the Avengers stand next to Loki's spear, but I, all of a sudden now the stone is just killing people who are, they're doing experiments with. I was a little bit confused by that. That felt like. So I actually, um, I think it's not really explained, explained, but it can be interpreted that they're it's plugged into some sort of machine and they're like trying to overpower it. Since it's like you said, no one dies standing next to it and a bunch of characters are able to handle it. Um, I think it's more so that whatever the Mind Stone does, like instant kills people if they overcharge it. And so something that was interesting, I didn't expect at all, was that Wanda and the Mind Stone had an instant connection in a way and it floated towards her and then burst, seemingly burst out of the thing. Something that was interesting to me is that they made the blue sphere around the mind stone kind of look reminiscent of ultron's like ai from age of ultron which i was like oh pretty neat and then obviously we get the first look at the 
actual Scarlet Witch costume, which was really cool. I did not expect that at all. Yeah, hopefully we get to see that um, actually come to fruition on Wanda, as we've seen kind of teases in some of the posters uh, next week um, for the last episode. But getting into the next scene, we have Wanda um, after Age of Ultron sitting in her room at the Avengers compound, watching yet another sitcom. She's every scene so far she has been watching sitcoms. And Vision comes in and they talk about grief. Um, a lot of themes here relating to WandaVision. This is like, this was a very big scene for that. So any thoughts on that? I think this is the most emotional scene, like one of the most emotional scenes in the entire saga. And I think this is where Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen really get to flex their muscles on this series in a big way. I really liked Vision's lines, especially the one about grief being lost, persevere, or sorry, love persevering yeah that's going to be a big quote that's going to be quoted in all different kinds of contexts i think even beyond that one's going to go beyond the mcu fans i think that's going to be something that like i wouldn't be surprised if it becomes like part of like just like the culture as a whole like i don't want to say like a saying but like like a sentiment yeah like i think that's a really they he it was put so well so the writers did a great job with that line um and yeah we got to see that and it was all the more heartbreaking to watch knowing that wanda eventually lost vision as well so yeah it was just like it was like retroactive foreshadowing i don't know what to call it but you know what i mean i did appreciate agatha's sarcasm in all of these scenes so she's like so first you lost your parents then you lost pietro then you lost vision how horrible poor girl i was about to say that's a pretty clever way for them to skip watching vision's death for like a fifth thousandth time they were like oh she's just gonna say it instead of showing it again since they're going through wanda's trauma except all the stuff that marvel fans haven't seen yet so yeah she's like basically doing meta stuff in a way like haha you're everyone is dead also i'm skipping the the rewatch of vision's death because i don't need to see that again so yeah (laughs) it was pretty funny same with pietro's because we didn't I mean, we saw that in Age of Ultron already, so we didn't need to see that again. So, yeah. Plus, it's already been talked about in the series quite a bit. Yeah, Marvel was like, oh, oh, yeah, we don't really want to show Aaron Taylor Johnson again. We're just gonna just gonna pretend he wasn't there ever. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. It's weird how they're really, I don't know, they seem like they really want to keep these episodes short for some reason, even though they have the freedom to go as long as they want. I also thought it was funny how in the previous segment, Agatha also points out, she's like, so you and Pietro joined a terrorist organization? (laughs) And she's like, we wanted to change the world. Like, that's what every terrorist says. That's the reason they joined the organization. And then I, I said this earlier before the podcast, too. That means that Captain America had to see these two terrorists and go, we should work with these guys. We should let this terrorist, this woman terrorist who has killed presumably lots of people and is probably unstable. Let's give her a spot on the Avengers just because she has superpowers. And then what does she do in the next movie she's in? She blows up that building in Captain America Civil War. Civil War. I'm just saying these are just things I noticed. Yeah, this these series, I think we've only seen the one so far, but Based on the little bits we've seen from the other ones, I'm suspecting that they're very much being made with the kind of the hardcore fans a little bit more in mind than the movies. And there's a lot of like meta references to like a lot of things fans have brought up. And so we saw that with 
um, talking about the terrorist organization you just said. And we've seen that in other episodes and I'm sure we're going to see it in other series. So yeah, that's kind of, I feel like that's kind of fun. And I feel like I'm glad it's being done in a way that's not like alienating everybody else. It's just bringing up things that the general audience might not have noticed, but the um, more of the hardcore ones maybe have. I think that's pretty cool. And with that, we go to the next scene in which um, Wanda goes to sword offices and she says, I know you have Vision's body. I want to, I want to see it or whatever. I want to bury it. And she goes into the, she goes to Hayward. She goes to, she, he's like, I'm going to show you something. And then it's Vision all laid out on like the work floor, the science floor. I don't know. And they're dismantling him because he's like this tons of vibranium and is uh, like the biggest sentient weapon in the world. I don't know what they called it. But yeah, so that is also like a takeoff of a scene from the Vision Quest storyline of West Coast Avengers comics in which Vision gets all spread out and they're doing all kinds of sciencey stuff with him. But yeah, this is a pretty, another pretty powerful scene. So I'm actually just going to say it. I predicted a lot of this like a long time ago because I was like, they wouldn't just like, it's a very typical thing in filmmaking to whenever you want to manipulate the audience into thinking one thing, you will show a scene and then cut it off right at where the actual ending of the scene happens to imply a different ending. And they kind of use that in the plot because Hayward is manipulating everyone by saying, haha, Wanda stole Vision's body, whatever, which clearly she didn't. And that's kind of a big deal in the episode. And then whenever she is acting all angry, it's just, you know, very like, it's out of frustration. It's not her like determined to go steal this body because she doesn't even know where it is when she arrives. And she is mostly going by the book. She asks them where it is and, you know, talks to the secretary at the front or whatever. And so, yeah, there's clearly a lot more going on than what Hayward was letting on. And he, I think he wants, he wanted Wanda to revive Vision. That's Wait, what he wanted. Yeah, does that, so if I think back to the fourth episode, the one where it pulls back and shows everything going on, doesn't Hayward show up and he's like, before he's even seen the television show or knows what's going on and he's like Wanda stole vision before they even know what's going on doesn't I don't remember the exact order but doesn't he say that before he even knows that vision is in the tv show no that was um in the episode afterwards I think episode okay. six he, he shows them like look at all this footage you guys don't know about oh yeah that Darcy hacks into okay yeah, like, I think they had a lot of people convinced that it was Vision's body in the hex. Because even in episode three, you see, I guess, what Wanda's flashing back to with Vision um, without the Mind Stone. Like, cause it's his body's assembled, but it looks very much like it does in the lab. And then same with fake Pietro in episode six when she sees the bullet holes and everything so yeah so it turns i guess the seeing fake pietro was maybe a hint that it wasn't actually vision's body being manipulated around but yeah definitely a misdirect but a pretty good one and also that means possibly okay so fans have this theory going on now that for a few weeks now paul bettany has been talking about he's been really excited to work with a certain actor he's been really wanting to work with for a long time in wandavision and he got to and now there's two visions. There's the, um, well, this is spoiler for you. Well, we've all seen this episode, but yeah. For the end of the episode in the post credit scene, Vision gets revived by Hayward, except for it's not really the real Vision. It's like 
it's real vision's body but it's not like real vision's consciousness i don't think we're gonna find out i guess and then there's the other vision still i guess he's still in westview so yeah um it might be vision versus vision next week with paul bettany acting alongside himself so i'm gonna probably sound really stupid but there have been post-credit scenes to each episode so far <laughs> i haven't watched any of them have there how many post-credit scenes have there been oh only this episode and the last episode yeah none okay. beyond that yeah none beyond that Okay. So, yeah, <laughs> don't worry and, about it. Yeah, and last episode didn't even really tie into this episode at all. It was just Monica seeing the basement, and uh, the guy who I guess was cast as fake Pietro showed up, and nothing happened beyond that. Okay. I mean, snoopers be snooping, that's what he says. So, you know, Evan Peters, okay. amazing. So, wait, yeah, I want to bring that up. So, did Marvel just bring in Evan Peters and were like, I know that we know this is Quicksilver in another universe, but are we just gonna throw him in as like a like a wink and like a nod, but like this is not really actually X-Men? I think maybe, but I think we're gonna find out next week because we know this series ties into the multiverse of madness. So maybe we will find out that he is from another universe and he's that Pietro. But like I kind of think it is just a nod at this point, but we'll see. We'll, we'll probably know either way next week. The only way I can see them doing it is being like, oh, well, in another universe, he was this guy who happens to look like, you know, not not Aaron Taylor Johnson. But yeah, I think that's how they're going to do it. I But I do think this is the whole, this is Fox, you know, Quicksilver is dead in the water, unfortunately. And I do think this is just some dude. Kind of pisses me off. Why would you make us, why would you give us hope? I'm, I'm with there. I'm there with you. Oh, and speaking of, so I think this episode completely deconfirms any sort of theories of this series starting mutants because of the ending, because Scarlet Witch is a witch, like an actual witch. I think the only way they could do mutants with her now, because they are going to do mutants, they've confirmed it. We don't know whether Scarlet Witch is going to be a mutant or not, unless we find out down the line that all witches have this gene and it's a mutant gene and that's why they're, but they, everyone thought they were witches and that's why they're called witches, but they're really just a form of mutants. I guess we'll find that out sometime maybe, but, or it's possible that this is just like a part of the MCU that's just witches and Scarlet Witch will not be a mutant. And I'm sure people will complain about that, but it is what it is. And I think it's fine. It works for the MCU. It's a way to keep her around and make her make sense without having mutants have to come in just yet because we're throwing in a lot of new characters coming up with this new phase. I don't think we need mutants just yet. I feel like that's that would be a lot um, on top of everything else. So I think it's good the way they're doing it like this. I think what they're going to end up doing is have the mutants come in like they've said, it's not coming anytime soon. And I don't think they had the idea ready for this show. Marvel has only really done something weird like this once before with Spider-Man and Civil War, but they had planned that ahead of time. So I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to be doing stuff like that ever again. Stuff like what? Because like, you know, they're going to have to bring in other characters who were possibly around in the past and they had to find a way to work them in. Like they're doing that with Eternals because... As in the comics, and they have said this for the movie, Eternals are going to be ancient and have been around for so many years. So I guess, I'm guessing they're going to have their memories wiped or something so they wouldn't have known who they were when all this other stuff was going on in the MCU because it's like, um, where were you otherwise? So they're going to have to be creative with that. I have faith in them to do that for the future, but yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, they could probably connect the Eternals, or at least part of the Eternals, to Moon Knight considering that that's delving into Egyptian mythology and the Eternal seems to be doing everything but Norse mythology. 
Yeah, Eternals, I think, is Pyramids, and I think there was that on the set. I'm not sure, though. Okay, so um, getting in, back into the whole witch thing, um, we also saw a few different kinds of magic in this episode. We saw runes in Agatha's basement that meant that only the witch who'd put the runes there had her powers, or their powers, if they're male witches or warlocks or whatever, um, able to work. And so in that case, that was Agatha. That's why Wanda's powers didn't work against her. Um, Agatha also has the power to eat other people's magic, I guess. I'm saying eat because of the Yo Magic commercial. But yeah, um, yeah, she has the power to steal other people's magic and like suck the life out of them, it appears. And we also have seen Wanda having different powers. And this goes kind of into the next scene as well, because Wanda, um, she's driving um, after having gone to SWORD headquarters. She's driving somewhere. She drives into New Jersey. Um, she drives into Westview and we see Westview the way it was before the hex and all the people in it, it just seems so sad. Like, for example, you see Herb, I think you see, um, I forgot, uh, the guy with the mustache's name. I'm so sorry. So I forgot his name, but I think we see him. You see Deborah Joe's character, you know, that that 70 show lady and she's all alone and she seems very lonely. So maybe her husband is dead. Um, the one she's married to in like the early episodes, like episode one, we see as vision boss. So maybe Wanda revived people who they had lost for them to be with as well. But she she sort of made it, I think, I don't know if it was subconscious because she went to the house where, or the place where the house where she and Vision would have lived or they planned to live together forever and grow old together, it said. And she, she just, her grief overcame her. She made this thing. I'm wondering if her subconscious also tried to make it happier for other people as well. And of course it didn't entirely work because we've seen people in the town and they're not exactly happy with the situation. But yeah, so we know how she made the hex now. So she can create things like out of there. She can like change reality, like make new realities. And that is the power of the legend of a Scarlet Witch. And that is how she's going to be having the Scarlet Witch name. Now that's where it comes from in the context of the MCU. As said right at the end of the episode. So what do you think of all this? Like, what's your take on all of this new information and how Westview was even created? So for me, the whole Westview thing surprised me because if you remember all the way back to episode four, they specifically mentioned how Eastview residents didn't know there was a Westview and they kind of make it like a joke where it's like, oh yeah, I get it because they don't live here so they wouldn't know. So yeah, that was pretty interesting because I thought she straight up made all of it out of her mind, but apparently not. She had the actors in place already, pretty much. Well, if you remember in episode six, they had fake Pietro and Wanda talking and he was like, oh, yeah, you had families and couples who were in who lived already staying together. And it's like so it was like their lives and it was similar to their lives. But I guess she was trying to make it happier, but kind of it kind of didn't really work out. Imagine your city being so depressing that a superhero drives through it and they're like, we just need to change all of this. We, I need to save these people by literally destroying their reality. We see that. Um, I think a lot of it also has to do with the blip because we see some news footage of it when Wanda goes to the uh, sword facility early in the episode. So I'm like, oh, so clearly there's some of that grief of like, or not grief, but like people trying to rebuild, I guess. And that's probably where Westu kind of lost its way. Um, similar to the movie Cars. Um, <laughs> Sorry to make that connection or Route 66 or whatever. I, I barely remember that. But yeah, um, something I do want to mention really quickly about the runes. Uh, Wanda's costume, we've kind of sort of seen it through posters. There's a symbol on her like waist. And I was thinking with Agatha saying, oh, runes only let witches do magic in like certain places. Do you guys think 
that Scarlet Witch is like rune and that she has like like this crazy amount of power because we know she's like super overpowered in the series. I kind of think it might be. I don't know how that's going to work in the future because anywhere she goes, she just sucks the magic out of everything else. Like not sucks it out, but like cancels it out now. Like that is wild. Yeah, because it's implied that she's going to train with Doctor Strange in the future. So it's like, oh, right now she has no training. She has no idea what she's doing. She's just extremely powerful. And Agatha's like, oh, how'd you do this? How'd you do this? Like, And she's saying all these incantations while Scarlet Witch just does it with her mind. Yeah, like it's it's kind of like if you've seen Harry Potter, you know how they have they learn to say spells and do them. And then eventually they learn to just do it without saying it. I feel like Wanda is at that point. She has the power to do it. Or maybe most witches have to say it in this universe because obviously this isn't the Harry Potter world. But I think it might be a similar idea behind that. Can we talk about the magic twisty hands for a second? I freaking hate it. I think it looks so dumb. I feel like they just told her to like pretend her hands were having a stroke, but that was the only part of her body that was having a stroke. So so funny you mentioned that. They actually, um, this is a real thing. Uh, They had a ballet dancer come and teach, uh, specifically Elizabeth Olsen, all of those moves all the way back in Age of Ultron. They said they created a language for how she moves. So something that people notice is that Elizabeth Olsen likes breaking her back a lot in this in this uh franchise because there, there's a scene in civil war where she's holding a building and she's like leaning back like this uh no one can see that obviously on the podcast but i, I just you know lean back a whole load and she does it again in this episode when she's like overloading with power and creating this hex like you see her like bend over backwards so i think that's part of the hand waving action going on um with Catherine Hahn I don't know how much they taught her or if they did exactly what you said and just said wave your hands and we'll make it look cooler in post considering Robert Downey Jr. said before that half the time where he thinks he doesn't look cool they tell him we'll fix it in post so I could totally see that being a thing yeah she I, I feel like she seems a lot the stuff she's doing is a lot I don't know calmer I guess she's just like flicking her hand a little bit and she's not like she's not like contorting her her knuckles and her her whole wrist and stuff i feel like it looks i don't know a little bit better a little bit smoother i guess i don't it always just takes me out when i see her it looks like she's like scarlet which is like falling over from like pain or something but she's just got this red aura around her that's probably just me though for everyone listening to this is probably just like what's wrong with this guy so we got one episode left we don't know how long it's gonna be but we do know there's some quite a bit of ground to cover i mean a lot of the questions were answered in this episode but now it's just seeing where they're gonna kind of take this and go next right now we have wanda with agatha and agatha has uh, billy and tommy still under her clutches and we also have i think we have monica and fake pietro's actor i guess somewhere in the westview I don't know if they're still where they were at the end of the last episode. We have Vision and Darcy presumably still stuck in traffic or something, although Vision said he was going to fly upwards somewhere, I think, last episode. We don't know where he went. Like, this is the Vision inside Westview. And now we have Hayward and uh, Vision's new old old body made new, and that's probably going to come into play somehow. So how do we see this working out in the next episode? Like, there's a... I'm sure there's going to be a lot of action. So knowing Marvel, I'm actually surprised that I'm 
surprised that <laughs> I don't know how best to put this, that they're putting their heroes against negative versions of the same thing, considering that's like every single one of their origin movies. And this is technically an, not an origin, but since this is the first series, we get to see these two characters alone. It's like, oh, so here's Vision and White Vision. Here's Scarlet Witch and Purple Witch. So like, you know what I mean? So uh, I'm kind of surprised I didn't really think about that earlier, but that's totally what's going on. There's like them fighting their negative selves in a way, like, you know, Ant-Man versus whatever that dude's name was, the Yellow Hornet Jacket. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Yellow Jacket. Thank you. See, I would have never remembered. <laughs> or, or like Iron Man and Iron Monger and stuff like that. So yeah, that's kind of where they're going with this. But what's interesting is we still have other people around, like Photon. So it's like, okay, it's going to be an all-out power battle or like what's going on? Like this episode has to be extremely long if they're going to finish everything. So I don't know how they're going to do it. Like, because clearly they want to make these episodes short unless they did it on purpose to put all the money into this grand finale. Who knows? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, first off, I'm not really surprised that they are just doing the hero versus evil version of the hero. That's kind of their bread and butter. Although it reminds me of a uh, Scott Pilgrim when he has to fight Nega Scott, and then they're just like friends. They're like, "Now nah, we're gonna get waffles next week." So I, I kind of hope that's how next episode ends. But um, yeah, no, I would agree. I definitely feel like some of the CGI was wonky, especially in this episode. And I, I hope it's because they're saving all of the budget for next episode. Um, so I'm wondering if how these characters may or may not move forward we know wanda's in doctor strange next we don't know what she's doing in that movie um what about people like agatha or hayward do you think they're gonna get killed off they're gonna come back i think hayward might get killed off i'm not sure i feel like there's still some juice in agatha if they want to use her so i would hope she would survive somehow and come back in some sort of marvel project maybe fighting someone else i don't know what do you guys think i think I will not think, I hope Agatha says a thing because Catherine Hahn is way too good. Like, she's really funny. So I'm, I would love to see if she continues. Kind of similar to a Spider-Man's villains haven't died yet. Well, kind of. I have thoughts about that for another time. But yeah, I, I do think, I really hope Agatha doesn't just get whisked away, but I do see her kind of getting wrecked. Same with White Vision. I, I don't think he's going to be around for very long uh, some people are speculating that they're gonna transfer fake visions consciousness into real vision since he can only exist in the hex and the only way he would be able to escape is going into white vision but if they really want this series to hit i think bye vision unfortunately she's gonna be sad is that what people are calling him white vision that's what he's called in the comics so yeah yeah there's no other name for it it's like, oh no, white man cometh, I guess. They might have to come up with a, an alternate name or something. <laughs> I mean, right now he's called Project Cataract in the show. So it's okay, like... That's much worse. Yeah. I'd have the racism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's funny about that to me is that I don't know why I didn't expect that. Like, I expected it, but not like in this series necessarily or like... I guess what I'm trying to say is when it happened, I knew it was going to happen like during the scene. And this is in the after credits. I was like, oh, they're actually doing that. Like, I can't believe they're actually doing this. And they were talking about a weapon and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's going to be white vision, isn't it? But yeah, that that's the name is pretty strange. Considering they avoid saying a lot of the hero names out loud in this franchise. I, I don't 
Yeah, I don't see them calling this white vision. To end this off, I hate asking this question because I've been really sick of how people are focusing on like big, not even just big reveals, like big moments or big like flashy stuff, I call it, I guess. But apparently there is going to be a cameo and I don't think Paul Bettany as himself counts as a cameo. So who do we think the big cameo is going to be? I hate having to ask that because I don't want everyone just focusing on that. And I want people to focus on the story because it's like a good story, everybody. But what are we thinking? So originally I said Brian Cranston all the way, but then Paul Bettany was like, oh, it's not Brian Cranston. So I'm like, okay, I guess not. So in reality, I don't really have an answer anymore because I don't want to say it's someone that we already know, like has been a hero. Cause some people are like, oh, it's Patrick Stewart. Oh, it's Ian McKellen. Oh, it's, I'm like, nah, it's going to be, it's going to be someone big, but not like someone that has a connection to this stuff. I think uh, I would have loved it if it was Brian Cranston, but I'm okay with it not being, he got his cameo. We saw a house fall on him in this episode, so. Oh yeah, that was Malcolm in the Middle. I couldn't, I didn't clearly catch what show that was. I'm like, is that Home Improvement? We haven't had any references to that in this show. But yeah, it was Malcolm in the Middle, so thank you very much. Um, just so for the last question for this podcast, any other predictions for next week? Anything is game. Say it now so you can get bragging rights if it comes true. Doctor Strange is going to be the mid credit scene. I'm just saying it right now. That's really obvious to me. Um, he's totally going to be the mid credit scene. And then they're going to say Scarlet Witch will return in a Doctor Strange multiverse of Marvel. That's pretty much confirmed. Other than that, uh, I think Darcy's going to meet up again with Photon. And oh, you know what? Why didn't I say that before? It's obvious. They're going to have Photon fight Pietro. Duh. They're going to have Vision fight White Vision. And they're going to wipe. <laughs> And then they're gonna have Scarlet Witch fight Agatha. Like that seems to me like three fights at once makes sense. And then Darcy's probably gonna try and help Photon or, or Vision actually, since they were talking so much last episode. But yeah, I do think that's what they're going for. It's like, oh, look at our big grand finale with like three fight scenes going on at once. I, I could totally see them doing that. So that's what I think for now, but who knows? Yeah, that probably sounds about right, except uh, if I had to guess, I guess Pho- I'm going to guess Photon and Scarlet Witch will team up against yeah. Agatha. And then, yeah, just off in the background, there'll be a digital bump zoom to watch the two visions fighting or something. And I'm, I hope it's longer than like half an hour, but I, please, I, I have a feeling it's not going to be. I also I agree. Like, <laughs> I feel like at most it's going to be like 40 minutes. Yeah, they're going to troll everyone with that again. Thanks for listening to Boardwalk Times Multiverse of Marvel. Tune in next week for the season finale of WandaVision and season one of Boardwalk Time's Multiverse of Marvel with Julia, that's myself, Giovanni, and Iris. For more Marvel content, head on over to BoardwalkTimes.net and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Boardwalk Times. And head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and leave us a five-star review.